Good morning, and we welcome at this time the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh, for his monthly visit. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Tom, and everybody in WRBI country. I'm glad to be back with you this month after wrapping up uh, the February meetings on Tuesday. All right, and of course, uh, starting off, as always, the uh, Board of Works meeting, and um, uh, you didn't have any uh, old business, but uh, went into new business, and uh, you heard from um, Wastewater Superintendent Zeke Smith about a portable lift station uh, diesel generator. Yeah, you know, this would typically not be something that would be very uh, newsworthy, I guess you could say, in the sense that it's kind of standard operating procedure, but we just went through, you know, Snow Apocalypse 2022, and uh, we were having our pre-event meeting. We had all the department heads at the table. We had a phone call with emergency management to sort of talk about our readiness, and actually a spot that was a little bit weak um, is the ability to run some of the lift stations with the generator that we have that's 40 years old. And so this was already planned to be discussed, but the timing seemed to be a little bit um, serendipitous. So we're, we're glad to have uh, approval from the Board of Works to purchase a generator that we can, you know, stage um, in appropriate places pre-weather issues, and it'll be ready to go and plus a, mo- a lot more modern, more efficient, and that'll allow us to do a better service should that be needed. All right. And then, of course, uh, Police Chief Mike McNeely had several items, including uh, purchase of new firearms and uh, a few other items. Yeah, he had quite the list. Um, Purchase of firearms was one of those items that was kind of coming down the down the pike. And he was asking about how do we, um, you know, fund that as a replacement items. They are, I believe, almost 10 years old or seven years old, I think. And, you know, we're purchasing 25 um, Glock 45 9-millimeters uh, for all the officers. That is the um, daily carry weapon um, that they use while in uniform. So that and then also the advancements in red dot um, optics has made a lot more um, precise aiming, shooting, confidence, um, should that ever become necessary. Obviously, we hope that it doesn't. And uh, this allows for a longer distance, longer range, and just some more confidence um, in the firearm. So those are some good improvements coming. We're going to use uh, 2021 GO bond uh, revenues, um, public safety funds, really, uh, to to help with that project. Right. And then, of course, you also had a um, item as far as the uh, department policies update. And uh, what can you tell us about that? Well, unfortunately, I can't tell you a whole lot about that. They've been working on that in, on the interior, and obviously that's something that um, isn't truly necessary to what I do in my role. Um, but Chief Bridges and Chief Sturmer had started, and now Chief McNeely's carrying it on, too, of really going through the department policies about what to do in what situations, how to report things, um, all those sort of internal workings of um, the organization because as everybody knows, police and fire are kind of paramilitary in the sense that they have a very uh, strict hierarchy of leadership and there are multiple levels and multiple divisions. And so their policies are very, very important as far as operational um, components. So they've been working with Lexapol, which is an outside-based company that focuses on fire and police, so public safety, and the operating procedures of that. I think, I think uh, the chief said they were about 500 pages. Um, so they're going to do a, a high-level review of that at next month's meeting and then um, hopefully get that passed for them. All right. So uh, a lot of reading, as they say. So, um, And then also uh, Chief McNeely had a, a medical retirement for a, a canine. 
Yeah, this was um, kind of unfortunate to see Echo Canine, um, Police Canine Echo um, has retired as a, officially last night. And she's been with our department since 2018. And she was our first canine unit that we had, which she came on um, and partnered with Sergeant Chris Bridges back then, so four years ago. And she's about five years old and had an issue in 2019 where she tore part of her ACL. And then she had another issue in 2021. And there's been this kind of ongoing monitoring by the vet and the opinion about how to make sure that she has a good quality of life. And um, the police training and duties kind of take aware a on them, obviously. There was a surgery available, but it was relatively expensive. Um, and there wasn't a guarantee to help Canine Echo in the sense that it may not be a good use of dollars compared to what, you know, we could purchase another canine unit for, um, and it would be a new young dog, which would obviously be a benefit as well for longevity of the department. So um, it was it was approved to retire um, Canine Echo and Sergeant Chris Bridges, who she's been with since she's been here, um, and his family have graciously uh, taken on the role to provide her her retirement home. He calls her a part of her family, and so that's good to hear. And so she'll be spending uh, her retirement with the guy that she knows. All right. Yeah, and that uh, seems like a, a pretty typical thing as far as um, a lot of the uh, law enforcement agencies around this area. Of, uh, canine is retired, and uh, they end up uh, living with their human partner the rest of their day. So, uh, you know, good to hear that uh, Sergeant Bridges will be uh, taking care of uh, Echo uh, from here on out. And um, also, uh, Fire Chief Nathan Sturmer had a uh, approval of a destruction or sale of surplus equipment. Yeah, and back um, in middle of 2021, he had approached the board about converting a pickup truck to a light body rescue um, that allows us to do more rapid response, and we don't have to drag a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar engine out to go to something that just needs um, a lift assist or something that is much less um crucial than fighting a fire, um, but maybe more important as far as life safety um, and accessibility. So uh, the bed and some seats that went from that conversion were put on the asset destruction list. Um, that's about all, really. All right. And then uh, during your time at the uh, toward the end of the meeting, you had a, um, I, I'm going to butcher this but pronunciation probably, but terrazzo uh, floor restoration. Yeah, so this was something that uh, the terrazzo floor, if uh, those in the 50s and 60s remember polished concrete floors um, were very, very popular. Our building, uh, City Hall, is a 1954 school, um, had some terrazzo floors in it that are now under new flooring, but we have a couple restrooms that didn't get touched. There's a little bit of an oversight, actually, just in the whole process and getting a contractor to do it during the middle of the construction process really wasn't feasible. So we've hired a Midwest Floor Restore to finish those floors for us um, for a relatively nominal amount of money, $6,200. And um, hopefully they'll get that done over the next uh, month or two. All right. And with that, that uh, concludes our look at the Board of Works meeting from Tuesday night. And we will take a look at the City Council meeting as we continue our conversation with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. 
Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod as we continue our visit with Mayor Joshua Marsh of the City of Greensburg. Moving into the City Council meeting, a couple of old uh, business items. Uh, First off, uh, Building Commissioner uh, Sarah Hamer on the inspection fees. Yeah, and Sarah was actually absent um, on Tuesday night. She was uh, representing the city along with Kristen Williams, our communications director at an event in Indianapolis. So City Engineer Ron May presented that. It is simply a tweak in the ordinance. We did not change the dollar amount, just how it is actually defined for reinspections from our building inspector. So if something fails or is not complete upon the arrival of the inspector and the inspector has to go back and do another inspection, we pay for each trip. Uh, it's a contract employee, meaning they get paid for each inspection they do. Um, but the building permit only covers certain permit and certain inspections. So those extra inspections weren't being collected. So this ordinance uh, tightens up the language on that, allows for a $100 reinspection fee um, each time that there's a failure or a non-complete item uh, called for inspection. Uh, moving into new business, uh, Greg Fox with Dunn & Associates Insurance uh, presented a, a year in review. Yeah, and they usually come, uh, Dunn & Associates come every year in the spring and then usually kind of maybe one time in the fall to give us a little bit of an update as to where we are um, as far as insurance coverage and where we're going, where we're looking at for the year. Of course, we put our budget together in July, which is only about halfway through the um, year and so we kind of project out what the insurance cost will be. And, you know, we're seeing a pretty substantial cl- um, increase in insurance costs and claims. Um, we are a self-insured agency, and not to bore everybody because I don't want you to fall asleep at the wheel. Um, but, you know, it is one of those items where we have to monitor that very closely because we are responsible for every dollar spent on health care cost. All right. And then uh, moving down the um uh, ordinance uh, to amend uh, the uh, rezone of the Scheidler property, and uh, who presented that in uh, Sarah Hamer's absence? Yeah, Ron did that as well, um, and that was a simple typo that had happened um, in the creation of the ordinance back in 21. Um, there was a B2 listed when it should have been, or an R2 listed when it should have been listed as an R1. Um, that was brought up by one of our appraisers who's looking at the property, so that was simply a clerical fix. All right. And then uh, Amy Bournes, the uh, clerk treasurer, with a, uh, a couple of items uh, on, at her during her time. Sure. So, so three was to amend the salary ordinance. Again, a clerical issue um, with the creation of that ordinance in 21 that didn't account for an increase in hourly pay for emergency response to um, hot works at Honda Automotive Plant or the Indiana Automotive Plant, um, in a way that allowed us to pay those individuals. We don't make any money off of these emergency watches, as I call them. If they're doing um, welding or something, they will hire a firefighter to be on standby at that job site specifically, in addition to the one that's already in the plant. And um, the the cost that we bill Honda is the cost that the um, firefighter makes. So 
we wanted to be sure because we build Honda at the new rate that the firefighter got the new rate. And so we just had to make a tweak on that. And then the other thing that she was uh, that was under Amy's section was about the wellness incentive for police and fire, a simple um, within department budget transfer of funds um, to allow payment to the individuals who exceed our wellness goals. And then uh, city engineer uh, Ron May, during his regularly scheduled time, uh, also uh, had a uh, ordinance uh, to amend uh, regarding a uh, stormwater utility. Yeah, we put a stormwater utility in in 2021 um, after decades of talking about it. We finally got it done, and the council um, had originally set it up under a direction from our consultants, which I agreed with, to collect it through the Decatur County um, property tax system. It's not a property tax, but it could be collected that way. Other communities do it. Um, the county was unwilling to work with us in that capacity. They didn't want to manage the collection of the funds for us, so we had to amend the ordinance to change that to an in-house collection system. So the utilities office is going to take on that responsibility, just like they do water and wastewater. Um, and instead of it being, you know, once or twice a year based on when you get your tax bill, it's now a monthly occurrence. Um, same money, no changes in money, just uh, a change in the way it's collected. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you get back to your day, Mr. Mayor? I don't think so. I appreciate the time. And, you know, thank you to everyone on all of our departments who slept on cots and uh, stayed over the last weekend. A week ago, you know, we were preparing. We were all closed, right, for snow, uh, snow Armageddon and 911 and citizens. Everybody just did a really nice job. And I think we uh, we escaped it with uh, minimal um, damage. And, of course, uh, you know, we're always cognizant of safety and life. And uh, on our side, we were very, very fortunate in that. So thank you to everyone. And I um, look forward to chatting with you next month, if not before.